Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between. This is episode 59 of Straightforward with Miss B. As we always do, grab your vices, hey, your favorite drink, your vape, whatever you smoke on, eat on, snack on, um, yeah, whatever it is that you do make you comfortable um grab those things sit back relax and let's get straight to it so thank you thank you guys for um returning to the podcast um with me today and as always i definitely appreciate the continuous support from everybody and um today is going to be Somewhat of, uh, let's see, kind of like a big bowl of gumbo, um, a culmination of, you know, several topics, um, nothing, not just one, um, one or two topics, because there really hasn't been a lot going on in the world um, that interests me, <laughs> per se. Um, so I said, well, let me just go ahead and because I want to stay, you know, like I said, stay on schedule with this every two weeks posting, um, posting an episode. Um, so I said, let me just stay on schedule so that I can bring you guys um, something, you know what I'm saying? So let's go ahead and start off, you know, start off on a lighter note and then we'll get into a little bit more deeper things. All right. All right, so first off, let's see here. There has been an update. Um, some several, several podcast episodes back. If you guys remember, I spoke about Miss um, uh, Nicole Linton. If you remember her name, um, this was the um, traveling nurse who was responsible um, for uh, killing several people in a very um, tragic, tragic car accident. Um, <clears throat> she was um, charged with actually six counts of murder um, for this um, fiery crash that happened in um, Los Angeles. Uh, she was driving 130 miles per hour. Um, well, um, as news has dropped, uh, one of the actual victims... Um, the victim who was actually married, I mean, not married, who was pregnant at the time um, and pregnant, her mother is now suing the nurse for negligence and wrongful death. Um, as we all remember, there was surveillance footage captured of uh, Miss Linton. Um, she was traveling at a high speed and running a red light in her gray Mercedes Benz. Um, as it violently crashed into multiple cars. Um, in that crash, um, a 23-year-old pregnant woman by the name of Asherney Ryan, um, her son and boyfriend all lost their lives. Um, now, with this, if we remember when Miss Linton was arraigned and um, went to court, um, you know, for for the charges, um, she at the time pl pleaded not guilty. Um, 
They were saying that, you know, for reasons of like temporary insanity, to say she has dealt with mental health issues in the past, which may have um, may have been the underlining cause um, of this incident happening. Um, according to um, Radar Online, um, the pregnant woman's Miss Ryan's, her mother, Sharita Randleston, um, is actually seeking um, against the defendants, um, the defendants, AMN Healthcare Services, Inc., um, <clears throat> which is a subsidiary company, um, and Kaiser Permanente as well. Um, she's The mother is suing those two companies. Um, she is arguing that Miss Linton, um, she believes, was quote-unquote unfit and dangerous due to poor motor vehicle accidents in the past, acts of self-harm, um, multiple arrests for violent behavior, and multiple involuntary commitments to psychiatric hospitals. So basically what that mother or grandmother is stating that um, she's suing the insurance companies because if this was a traveling nurse who's working, right, um, the insurance companies themselves should be liable for for not employing, but, you know, having allowing somebody that type of cur um, insurance coverage, knowing that they have had, you know, multiple arrests, multiple car accidents, um, she's been committed to the psych war several on several occasions. So, um, Miss Randleson believes that since Linton um, was employed by AMN Healthcare Services um, as a traveling nurse and working in LA at the time, um, she was actually working. Um, oh, it says here she was actually working for the Kaiser Foundation Health Plan Inc. They have an actual Kaiser Medical Center in Los in West Los Angeles. Um, at the time of the collision, um, then they are associated with the result of this tragedy. Um, Linton argued in court that she was going through some mental crisis during the time of the incident, as I stated before. Um, do I feel as though the mother, Miss um, Randleson, um, you know, kind of has a case here. Uh, yes, I believe that she does. Um, whether or not she will be able to come out victorious um, in this case, maybe not. She probably can sue Miss Linton. However, suing the companies, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that because if you think about it, uh, you know, all of us, you know, have jobs, right? And we work for companies, whether it's a large, um, large corporation or you know, a small, small business. We're working for these companies, and under these companies, yes, we are being insured. However, what it is that happens, regardless of our mental state, regardless of health conditions um, that we've had, um, outside of the job, if it's something that's not happening on job hours per se, uh, whatever happens outside, you know, 
of the workplace is 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 on us, right? So there's plenty of people who um there's plenty of people who get in car accidents, there's plenty of people, you know, who may be in some type of um, you know, accident or tragedy, um, fight, I mean, anything, fall down and hurt themselves or may hurt hurt someone outside of their jobs, you know? I mean, on their own personal time, right? So I think that is something that um, this AMN um, <clears throat> Healthcare Services in Kaiser Medical Center is probably going to um, use to refute, you know, Miss Randelson's claims um, because they're going to say, "Hey, this happened on this on this person's." Of course, you know we. We send our condolences and, and, and we grieve with you all, um, you know, and send our prayers to the family. We hate that this type of situation happened. Um, but the reality of it is, is that Miss Linton took it upon herself outside of work hours on her own personal time um, to cause this very tragic incident. And I think that is the, the basis that they're probably going to use, um, you know, as they're um as they try to defend themselves in this lawsuit. Um so it's going to be interesting to see how this particular lawsuit situation um you know ends up with the verdict is going to be in this um but hey, you know, it's nothing wrong for Miss Randleson to 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 go out and at least try. You know what I'm saying? So she has you know, like I said not only her daughter who was pregnant pregnant at the time, um, but her grandson as well as her daughter's boyfriend all lost their lives. So, you know, maybe financially, Miss Randleston, um, you know, definitely has felt the impact of this accident happening. Well, not accident, of this tragedy happening. It's very unfortunate, but I'm sure that Miss Randleston probably had to take a lot of time off of work probably have to um, have had to, you know, go in her pockets. You know what I'm saying? She's probably had to retain a, an attorney for this lawsuit, um, got bills to pay, uh, funeral services she had to pay for out of pocket. So I'm sure that, you know, this lady have had to um, have, you know, financially is overwhelmed at this point. So I don't blame her for filing this lawsuit, but it will be interesting um, to see um, if she wins it or not. So hopefully she does. Um, in other financial, I guess you can say financial news, if um, all of you who are into the social media influencers, you know, you have these, a lot of um, new young comedians um, have kind of uh grown grown within this whole culture of social media and one of them who has a very large following um is a guy by the name of Funny Marco. If you know Funny Marco, he also has like this YouTube show um on the Breakbeat Media platform on YouTube, right? 
So apparently, Breakbeat Media is now um, basically suing Funny Marco because they are alleging um, that he kind of has milked them out of $6 million um, by breaching his contract on numerous occasions, and this is according to TMZ. So they're stating that Funny Marco um, basically is accused of fumbling the bag multiple times, um, claiming he refused to read on-air ads and allegedly entered into side deals with advertisers. Um, The CEO of Breakbeat Media, um, Mays, I'm not sure what his first name is, but May says that Marco would also badmouth the company, um, which hurt their ability to sign other celebrities and influencers like Jess Hilarious, Sukiyana, and Bubba Dub um, to join the platform. Um, Breakbeat Media is now seeking at least says $5 million for allegedly um, for Marco uh, allegedly screwing with the business and harming its reputation. And also they're seeking $1 million for damage to his character. When you say his character, I'm assuming um, the CEO of uh, breakbeat media's character. So I guess that's probably like defamation, um, not defamation liable. Um, he's seeking damages for that. Um, what I have to say about this is that one, first and foremost, all social media influencers, um, a lot of them who have gained in popularity, um, kind of, you know, they're, they're, they're somewhat wet behind the ears, meaning that they're naive to the business. They're naive to the entertainment industry. Um, They probably have never read a contract in their lives. Um, They probably are not financially, um, financially, um, you know, aware and knowledgeable as well. And what happens is, when they gain hundreds and thousands and thousands and millions of followers, and that then um, turns into some type of monetary value for them, um, they kind of get a little bit over their head. And what I mean by that is that, okay, they're, they're, they're just basically maybe accepting anything they probably they're probably like you know how starving artists and they how, how they say like a lot of the young um say for instance rap artists you know they get these 360 deals and these contracts and and all it is is that they're just happy to be signed at this point they they don't really care about the fine print they may care about um whatever the signing bonus is that they may have um and the more exposure that they're going to get, hopefully going on tour, being able to do songs and get features from other popular artists and things of that nature. The, you know, the whole celebrity status at that point is pretty much all that they kind of care about at the time. But what happens is 
down the road, they forget that, hey, I didn't read the fine print of my contract. So I have certain things and stipulations um, and contractual terms that I have to abide by. I'm responsible um, for taking care of, and they just kind of forget about it. And a lot of them end up being broke and staying broke, you know, because of it. I don't know if this was the case with Funny Marco. I'm not sure. I'm not going to say that he didn't read the fine print in his contract. But something as far as reading on-air ads, um, on-air ads seems to be something so simple. But what Breakbeat is alleging is that, say, for instance, they may have gotten an advertising deal from say Coca-Cola, right? And Funny Marco, they was going to run the ad during Funny Marco's um, program. Because usually if you've seen Funny Marco's YouTube shows, he basically have a celebrity on and he, you know, kind of takes them through a series of questions, you know, like a whole kind of funny interview process, right? Um, so say, for instance, Coca-Cola purchased the ad and Funny Marco was um, supposed to actually read the ad during the show. Basically, what Breakbeat is alleging is that Marco, instead of him reading the Coca-Cola ad during the program, um, he would cut like a side deal with these advertisers. He would cut a, he cut a side deal, say, for instance, with Coca-Cola. I'm just, that's you know, this is a hypothetical. Because I don't know if Coca-Cola was one of their advertisers or not, but I'm just using them for an, for an example. So he would basically not read the on-air ad, but just cut a side deal is what I'm getting from, you know, getting from this um, TMZ article here. I mean, funny, Marco. See, that's what happens. <laughs> You know, some of us always think that we're smarter smarter than the next man. And funny, Marco, if it if this is true, if this is something that you did do, um, this is just it's it's stupid. Like you could have just that's what the advertiser. Okay, now if if Breakbeat Media was gaining advertisers but was not paying you for those advertisements during your show, then that's something else. Then that's something that you should have went to the CEO and complained about it. And maybe you guys, if it was not in your initial contract, it's maybe it's something that could have been negotiated. That's why we as young people, as especially my, you know, black people, we need to learn how to be able to negotiate in a boardroom. It is Cause a lot of times what you think may not happen sometimes will happen, but you'll never know if you never ask for it. So maybe that's something he could have renegotiated. He could have renegotiated his um, contract to include a percentage of advertising deals. But instead funny Marco probably was just on some old hood nigga shit and decided, Hey, I'm not going to go through all of that. I'm just going to not, because he's not paying me for these advertisers during my show. I am not going to read the ads. However, I will strike some type of side deal with that advertiser. Maybe, you know, advertise them maybe through, you know, some skits on 
Instagram or TikTok or things of that nature. So that's what it sounds like happened. Um, but I'm not 100% sure if that was the case. But if it was, then Marco, hey, man, now you just got to, you, now you're being sued and you're just going to have to do what you got to do at that point. You know what I'm saying? Because reading the on-air ads is fine. You should have done that. Um, again, this is this was your job. You working for a company, Breakbeat Media. Even if it was a startup, it's a company still nonetheless. And the last thing you want to do is just damage any type of business relationships that you have out here in this industry because it's going to carry you. Now that you screwed up somebody else's reputation, that's going to happen to you where nobody, other companies may be hesitant to work with you as well. Other you know, outlets, um, say for instance, um, Zeus Network, MTV, places of that nature who may want to give you your own show. Now they may be hesitant to do that because of the kind of, you know, backstabbing nature and um, activity that was done to break beat. So hopefully this situation can get settled out in court and, um, Funny Marco, it is what it is, man. Sometimes you, if you do dirt, it's going to always come back on you. So but it's a damn shame. All right. So as we also have known, um, you know, writers in Hollywood have been on strike for, for quite some time now, and it is affecting basically their pockets. Um, a lot of people who work on sets and write for these movies and these shows, you know, they don't make a whole lot of money. Um, so now, I guess, to assist in the protests, um, the strike, um, Hollywood actors are now joining um, the writer strike. Um, this is for the first time. Both parties um, basically are protesting at the same time. The last time this happened where actors and writers have protested protested together was 60 years ago. Um, so SAG, S-A-G, AFTRA, A-F-T-R-A, is the acronym, is officially going on strike. Um, it says this is the first time, um, again, this has happened in 60 years. Um, I think that... It's a good thing because if we think about it, Paramount, um, who else? Warner Brothers, um, hell, uh, Paramount, Warner Brothers, you know, all of these MGM, all of these major companies um, who produces, you know, these television shows, um, produces uh these large box office films, you know, millions and millions and trillions of dollars are rolling in constantly from these productions. And a lot of times, a lot of money be spent on, of course, obtaining, you know, obtaining the A-list actors and actresses, B-list actors and actresses. You know, they dish a lot of money for this top-tier top talent um, so that it could help draw, you know, draw in the actual um, box office, the theater ticket buyers and the people who tune in, the millions of people who actually view these shows on a daily basis. Um, but, of course, 
on the back end, the people who, you know, the people who um, get the short end of the stick is the writers, you know, it's the writers. So I'm, I'm glad that the actors are supporting the writers on this strike because I mean, even some actors don't get paid a lot of money, but so I'm, I'm, I'm glad that they have combined efforts on this because people live paycheck to paycheck especially in this in the state of California it is extremely high the 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 living standards financially there is extremely high um it's unprecedented and so living on a basic minimum wage as check from week to week people are struggling and to not have you know any type of promotion um increases in salary bonuses, anything of that nature to help subsidize their um, lifestyle is a shame, man. And for this to have happened 60 years ago, like, come on now. So, yeah, it was over. It was past time, overdue um, for this strike to happen. Um, You know, for any of the people that I know that work, you know, for these film and television production companies, you know, my prayers and thoughts are out to you guys um, as well. And I hope that everybody ends up being victorious in this situation because everybody needs a check. Everybody needs a better check. Everybody needs more money. The way they have raised the prices on rent, uh, mortgage rates have increased, you know, Shit, the cost of eggs increased. Like, come on now. The cost of living is is too high for the average person um, to be able to help sustain it. So whatever can be done, um, whatever can be done needs to be done at this point. So shout out to them. Now, if you guys remember... Um, singer Usher Raymond was once married to a former, I believe she was a stylist named Tamika Raymond Foster. I believe this, that was her second marriage. If I'm not mistaken, she eventually ended up dropping the Raymond name and, you know, goes by Tamika Foster. Um, but however, However, one of her sons, I believe, from her first marriage, um, unfortunately passed away um, years ago um, with a drown, you know, by a drowning accident in the infamous Lake Lanier, um, which is located about 40 miles north um, of Atlanta, Georgia. Now, if anybody have heard about Lake Lanier, um, they know that there's some very um, a muddy history there, um, an unfor- unfortunate history behind that lake and where it's located. Um, but she recently um, announced that, you know, she started a petition, um, petition to have the lake itself drained. Um, a lot of people um, have died at that lake. And I believe it may be the 10th or 11th anniversary of her son's death. 
um, there. So she started a petition um, so that they can have the county or the state, whoever, you know, owns the lake or whatever, can um, it to be drowned permanently. Um, so I wanted to take this opportunity, and for those who feel as though they want to support Tamika Foster's petition, especially my listeners who reside here in Georgia, even if you don't reside in Georgia, if even if you have heard rumblings about Lake Lanier and the unfortunate incidents that happened there, um, and you want to support her, please do so. But I definitely wanted to just take the opportunity to just give you guys a bit of a background on Lake Lanier. So it is estimated um, that 700 people, 700 plus people, have died at Lake Lanier since its creation in 1956. Um, So there have been, uh, with some more deadly years, claiming over 20 lives. Um, More recently, and I found this particular very kind of detailed article on Narcity.com, just to give them credit. Um, a more recent, um, incident happened was to, uh, let's see, the the body of 60 of, of a 61 year old man, um, was recovered out of the lake, um, just this March, this March, 2023. So according to statistics, um, Lake Lanier has earned the title of one of the deadliest lakes in the United States. And um, local legends say divers have even reportedly bumped into rogue body parts um, during lake excursions. Um, Deaths at that lake um, have uh, basically ranged from boating collisions to drowning um, to, you know, just some wow, off-the-cuff accidents and according to local authorities um, these frequent incidents are due to um, the popularity of the lakes um, with tourists so a lot of people from um, everywhere they visit the lake Um, the Georgia Department of Natural Resources says that Lake Lanier gets more than 10 million visitors um, any given year um, so with 10 million people visiting the lake, there's bound to be some incidents. Um, however, the Georgia Department of Natural Resources states that they do their best to keep people safe, but not everyone follows the rules. So people will go out on their boats and everything, you know, might go canoeing, tubing, things of that nature. Um, However, a lot of people who do go, especially like on 4th of July, Labor Day weekends and things of that nature, people are drinking a lot of times um, as well. So, you know, the drinking probably um, in some of the more recent cases probably have been the reason, you know, people just intoxicated, something may happen, they may trip, fall, splash, end up falling in the water, and then from there can't be saved and end up drowning. Um, Whatever the case, however it happens, it's definitely unfortunate. 
so the story behind the lake is that um, there used to be a town there called Oscarville, Georgia, what was predominantly a black town. African-Americans lived there. That was their place. Um, it was a bustling town with homes, uh, businesses, things of that nature. However, the United States Army Corporations of Engineers um, decided to create a lake there in the 1950s. So those black families were forced out of their homes, their churches, homes, like I said, local businesses, um, and also 20 cemeteries uh, were either relocated or engulfed by Lake Lanier's waters. Um, 50,000 acres of farmland were destroyed and over 250 families um, were displaced. Um, the almost $45 million reservoir was built to provide water and power in Georgia, as well as to prevent flooding of the Chattahoochee River. Um, the lake was named after Sidney Lanier, who was a poet, and Confederate soldier in the Civil War. <clears throat> of course, in recent years, videos taken by divers reveals piles of rubble and crumbling structures below the lake's surface, uh, which is all that remains as the town of Oscarville slowly creeps into a distant memory. All right. Um... In this article, it states that Emma Fleming, um, who was actually a former associate editor for this um, uh, platform, Nar City, shared an experience where a man in the town warned him about the lake one summer um, years ago, and he told him, hey, stay away from that water, um, quote-unquote. He seemed old enough to be my grandfather, you know. He explained that the county surrounding the water once housed black residents who were violently run out of town by a group of white men. And as a result, the ancestors or remaining spirits from the black people who were murdered lingered on. The event the local townsman was referring to is the racial cleansing of the black community in the surrounding Forsyth County, which took place in 1912. And if anybody knows the history of Forsyth County when it comes to racial injustices, definitely Google it and do your research. Um, a white mob terrorized the co community over two alleged crimes against white citizens. They beat and hanged a 24-year-old suspect named Rob Edwards and continued their violent rampage until nearly all of the black residents were forced to relocate and they had to leave their land, their property, all behind. It would be cruel to imply that the spirits of the affected community are responsible for the deaths of Lake Lanier. However, even on the sunniest days, the air in the part of the facade the air in that part of Forsyth County can feel as heavy as the past horrors that occurred there. Elon Osby is a descendant of the Bagley family who owned 60 acres of land in Forsyth County um, before being forced to leave behind in 1912. Um, quote, unquote, I think there should be reparations. 
There was a time when I didn't. I just wanted somebody to say that we are sorry. But I think that people deserve more than that now. That's just not quite enough, um, this lady told CNN. So today, less than 5% of Forsyth County residents are black. But descendants of the families driven out by the ethnic cleansing are working hard to ensure the past isn't buried at the bottom of Lake Lanier and that the truth of what happened in Arskaville remains above the surface. So it's definitely a sad situation. Like I said, people, if you're like me, I will go to Wiki, Wikipedia, I will go to Google in a heartbeat if there is some historical um, event or person that I want to learn more about. Um, so definitely follow my lead in that. Learn more about Lake Lanier, Oscarville, Forsyth County, and, um, you know, check it out on your own uh, when you have a moment. And, again, if you want to support Tamika Foster um, in her petition to drain the lake, I don't know if they will drain the lake. Um, that's a lot to ask for, especially if the lake still assists the state of Georgia in um, serving as a reservoir for the Chattahoochee River. I'm not sure if that's something that they are going to be willing to do. But, again, it never hurts to try. So, with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and close out this episode of the podcast. Um, this was episode 59. Again, thank you all for your continued support. Check me out on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon uh, Music, Google Podcasts, um, anywhere and everywhere. And I appreciate you guys. Follow us on social media as well at str8fwdmsb on all social media platforms and until next time peace out